Jen and Lily, welcome to this episode of Dev Keel, talking about personal finance, especially focusing on uh, women, moms, how we can adhere and talk to their particular situations of what they may be facing now and how you can give very important, valuable insight. And I think this is going to be a really scintillating conversation. How are you both doing today? Oh, very good. Thank, thank you for you having us. Thanks for having us. Thank you both so much. And for our, our listening and our viewing audience, uh, as you all know, I'm in Mexico City. Can you please tell them where you both are this day? Today we're in Wellington, where um, I'm, I live, and Lily uh, lives in Levin, which is slightly north of Wellington. And we're in New Zealand. In New, New Zealand. Zealand. Okay. And they're on a different day, by the way. And I'm on, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm still on Friday. And they're on <laughs> Saturday. I don't even know what time it is anymore. We're, so. we're on Saturday. We're afternoon Saturday. There you go. Oh, well, we both have good weather. That's what, the only thing I really know. So, uh, well, I thank you both so much for being on this episode, Dev Keel. And I really want to talk about both of your, uh, you know, journey and the limited time we have, but like your journey, especially together in the way that in way in which you help you know, so many people, a lot of women out there, moms, especially considering important aspects of their personal finances, because, you know, we're recording this episode now a couple of years after the pandemic started in 2020. And, you know, there's a lot of issues that a lot of people are facing with all around the world. A lot of moms, a lot of women have been dramatically impacted economically with uh, everything that, you know, pandemic unfortunately brought having to raise kids and being, you know, maybe in a very precarious situation because of losing their job or having to take on more work because now we're facing inflationary issues. So it's just kind of a mess for a lot of people and they're really, really hurting out there. So to begin, can we talk about both of you just really briefly about each other's journey, your friendship and why in the world are you both helping other people with their finances? Yeah, so um, we've been friends for, mm, well, I think 24 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we, we go And they're only 26. <laughs> um, Something like that. Yeah. We have, um, I have three children. Lily has four. And um, we have, maybe Lily starts off with a little bit about, because she, Lily has been, uh, thinking about finances um but before I did and she would talk to me about it and I'd be like oh this sounds really important and I need to start thinking about it so it was her who planted the seed for me when we were quite young yeah yeah and I think um what is it great friends pressure you to invest (laughs) (laughs) um yeah look Jen and I uh we've always had pretty in-depth conversations about especially in the early days around property and ways that we could invest. Um, We were both very focused on property when we were younger, but more recently, you know, I, um, I read a book called your money or your life by Vicky Robin. I was very inspired. I wrote down, I went through all the steps in the book and Jen happened to move from Auckland down to Wellington and she was closer to me. And we met up one day and I was like, Oh, look, Jen, look, look at all this, you know, this is the net, this is our net worth. This is how much we've earned in our lifetime. I really want to start investing and I was showing it all to Jen and she was probably like, okay, Lily. Oh, 
it's a lot of information. Yeah, <laughs> so, you know, and and we also never like we were very open and honest with, with each other, and I think that was quite unique outside of um, our partnerships with our husbands. We would talk very openly about our money, which yeah, yeah I think right from that point it was sort of like okay the topic of finances is on the table. Let's get each other's insights about what would we do? Because we both think pretty differently. Um, and just having that support to bounce ideas off of each other, to have that learning and growing together and growing our knowledge together and then putting it into action. And we thought, you know, we definitely need to share this, especially to other women and other mums out there, because it, it seems really daunting when you're beginning and you don't really know what you're doing. And we thought if we can sort of give a bit of a roadmap, a bit of an outline of step-by-step step, if, you, if you can to get sort of some sort of management around your personal finances and then to actually make take the first steps to start investing, um, I think it's so important. So that's mm. sort of how why we started Coffee and Tea Finances and um, it's just been a, a lot of fun. Yeah, it's been a blast. And it's because a little bit after... Lily read that book. I read that book, um, Your Money or Your Life, and it, and then our conversations and what really the light bulb um, moments for me. I had always thought we buy our home. We we were doing house hacking. Where we had my mum live with us and pay towards our uh, mortgage. And here in Wellington, we've managed to find a house where we can do a similar and, and rent out um, part of the house to a lovely tenant. So that sort of uh, was a system we we had and, and thought um, similar to Lily as well. Um, and, and my thinking had always been money, I would be able to grow my money through property. And that was a real light bulb moment was I had thought, reduce expenses, cut costs as much as possible, grow our equity, buy further investment property down the track. I had kind of forgotten that there's another way to grow wealth and there's all these many, yeah, but there's, um, there's one that was accessible to me now and for my, our kids now, which um, shifted my way of thinking. It's and, 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 oh, and no as we got up, we were like, we've got to share this. <laughs> we got to talk about this journey. There's two unique things here about how you both approach this. One is that you're so open about each other's way of going about this. Your and your finances. I mean, I don't even tell, you know, talk to my wife about my own money. So <laughs> I'm joking. But the you know the thing is like to be that open with someone and just say, okay, this is what I got. This is you know what I'm thinking, what to do with this and make it grow. I mean, that's quite unique. I mean, that's, that's a lot of trust more than anything I would imagine, you know? Um, and the other thing is like, it, it seems like you really both really figured out or at least thought about definitely, you know, different ways to go about, you know, growing personal wealth. And like, it sounds, you know, that you probably have a track of doing it in a certain way and sounds sophisticated, but in general, like for, let's just say like someone who's not so much into that or can really understand that as much in depth as you do maybe, which I'm sure if people want to learn, they can through you, which is awesome. But like in general, is investing in itself from both of your opinions really that 
is it really a difficult approach or is it like a set and forget thing um, as far as you see it, like invest in ETF or something like that and just pump money into that. But are there, are there really, you know, good general habits to go about it in a way that makes sense for just anyone to do basically? Yeah, definitely. You know, most of us uh, learn how to drive a car and get our license. Mm -hmm. And honestly, having to pass your driver's test is probably it's a lot more harder than just learning how to invest. And if you're just going to invest in some easy, well-diversified ways like low-cost index funds, exchange mm-hmm. trade funds, it really is not quite as complicated um, as you think it is mm-hmm. when you first start out. And <clears throat> a lot of us aren't familiar with any sort of um, investing knowledge. It, it, it probably hasn't been passed down. Our parents probably didn't invest but certainly was the case for us. Mm. And so you have no familiarity with it whatsoever. So you're starting out and it's kind of like you're trying to learn foreign language. Mm. You don't know how in depth you need to go. You don't know what, you know, you start reading all these new terms and you're just like. Bamboozled. With all it's too much, you know. I, I just don't know what's going on. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be like that. Um, yeah. And I think in our parents' generation, there was a real barrier to entering into investments because you needed upfront thousands of dollars to invest. But then you needed days, a broker, and you needed someone to. Yeah. And so there's, it's just so accessible now, and that's something that this that right now is really unique and there's so many entry points whereas there weren't and so there was no way that my parents could pass that information and knowledge on they thought they were doing incredibly well because they were good at saving (laughs) and that was um their way to financial security um but yeah so it's a real it's been like learning how doing something like $5 a week, investing $5 a week or $10 a week or or even haphazardly $5 can make such a difference in the long run for ourselves and for our kids um, if we start now because they've got time on their side. They've got many years ahead of them where they can feel the beauty effects of compound interest. Mm. Um, And I think... There's one of the things that happened for me was what shifted from um, focusing on cutting expenses, uh, really living in a, on a constrained budget. We weren't high in cash flow. Um, still have to be very, you know, watchful of what we do and how we spend our money. But there was a shift from focusing on that to thinking oh, actually I'm um, I can think about also growing my wealth and that did so much for my mindset around money and how I talk about money now um, to my kids and um, and there's something you know we don't have financial education as part of our school curriculum so it's literally what we learn in our and our home life and um, so yeah just to make it more of a conversation and accessible. And some people are going to read books, but some people aren't. Like it's not their um, cup of tea. Um, so and I think the hardest part when, you, when you're trying to look at sort of um, just trying to get your whole personal finance and you maybe you're on your own little journey to try and improve your whole situation, 
the hardest part initially is if you're just living payday to payday, it's going to be really difficult to, to even find $5 sometimes to start investing. But we speak about investing because if you're only just trying to save beyond, an, say, an emergency savings um, account, that savings is just going to lose its value over time because of what we're, you know, inflation is always there year upon year, um, particularly at the moment for many families out there. We're getting hit very hard every time we go to the um, buy some groceries mm -hmm. or we go and fill up with some gas. It's it's a little bit painful. And you can really beat inflation by investing for the long term. Mm. So it is hard. And it's one of the things that we cover um, starting from scratch. You know, how are you, how are you going to just find a little bit more cash flow in your current budget? And then moving all the way along to actually taking those first steps to start investing. Because the first steps of getting started are usually the hardest. Mm. Well, of course. Yeah. I mean, sorry to interrupt you. I just wanted to interject right there uh, just to focus on mothers out there, women out there who, let's say since uh, 2020, maybe they've had to take on a second job because they're like not making ends meet for several reasons, right? And just the economics are getting really tight. How do you both go about that in helping those women out there, especially like say, hey, look, I know the stress of what you're feeling right now to make ends meet and provide for your kids is heavy. Like no doubt about that, but like having those balances of like, okay, still consider investing, still consider budgeting instead of, because we get, when we're stressed, we can be more compulsive, right? We can go about like just trying to make the, the, the best thing make us feel good at the time. So we can get over our misery, right? Which I think is very common. We're humans. So, but so, how is your approach with that? The way you communicate and encourage people, you know, especially women out there, like consider these balances, especially with your way of handling your finances and for your kids. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. I mean, we we sort of like to think we we approach it in the way that both Jen and I look at it, whereas we have to really be focused on what's our big picture here, you know, mm -hmm. and for both of us, it's, it's growing our wealth, but it's also creating some generational wealth for our children and starting them investing. Um, so, yeah, we're looking at that big picture is really important because it means that, you know, in the, as you say, in the moment when you're going to make and buy things or, you know, you need to go to the grocery store, if you don't have some sort of a long range or held um, strong why, strong why, strong purpose brings you back. Yeah, you're gonna, you know, yeah, you're gonna lose track of your goals really quickly. So mm -hmm. um, we have a tracking spreadsheet so you can start getting a handle on on kind of where you are financially and start moving towards where you want to be by just doing some simple things like consciously mm -hmm. spending. Um, especially as mums, we know you go out, you know, you're, you're bringing back some food for the household, you know, and before you know it, instead of sort of sticking to a spending plan at the supermarket, you've gone and tapped on an extra hundred dollars. <laughs> and it's only because you've popped in, you know, four more items than you normally would. <laughs> Thanks for <laughs> inflation at this point in time. Um, but really when you look over uh, how you spend your money and you fine tune it, you'll find that there's a few habits there and there's a few ways that you're spending your money mm. that you actually don't care about or you don't want to do. It's just more that 
it's happening because you're not that conscious of it. Mm. And most people can actually fine tune and find some good savings there just by spending a little bit more consciously in thinking of your big picture and your big reasons to mm. save. Um, yeah, it's uh, both of us, we have in our Facebook group, we do a uh, book club. We started a book club and our first book was um, I Will Teach You To Be Rich by Ramit Sethi. And, um, and we've just like got all the, so many good gems and something we um, will carry on doing because it was really great to be able to share that with the group. And uh, having the, like cutting back on the things that you actually wouldn't miss, but allowing yourself to also enjoy spending the money that you enjoy, like that makes your life a little bit happier yeah. and not guilt having free. that guilt, <laughs> guilty spending. Like, a, like a, I think that was something as well that we, before uh, we started Coffee and Tea Finances, Lily said, hey, Jen, have you reviewed things lately? And I plugged away at, and I was like, yeah, I, I mean, we, I track, I've tracked my money for quite some time, but like okay it's really good to have cast to have, have someone else cast their eyes over things and Lily's like oh Jen maybe have a look at your utilities and I was like oh, okay but I think I'm getting a really good rate and I, I wasn't <laughs> I was being overcharged I was on the wrong type of plan I had been on the wrong type of plan for like five six years and I went and changed provider and it was just like whoa that was instantly six hundred dollars per year that I saved yeah and, and you know and when you look the, when you look through like uh, negotiating your fixed expenses you actually can find most times 50 50 dollars a week you know when you actually fine tune every step and you start with the big ones mm -hmm. and you make your way down well, yeah, and that's being maniacal, really, and, you know, very conscious of the way you spend, right? Like, and just bringing that awareness into what am I really doing? And especially if you have kids as well, and I'm really curious to segue into that aspect of it, is like, how can moms and, you know, if moms are in charge and leading their household, especially with their kids, right? And let's just say there's no, you know, husband in the, in the picture here or, or, you know, a partner, whoever. Like, let's just say there's mom and just their kids, right? Like, how can they help? How what, What's a good approach to even get the kids turned on? Because kids love to spend money, but they don't like to learn about it, too. Like, what what is a good way to get kids enthusiastic about, you know, how they use their money and the usefulness of money and how to consciously spend it so they they can learn for themselves, but also in a way help the household at the same time is it what was a good approach to that well i think it's really important at, like as mums that we lead the conversation with and about money around our children so we're talking about it all the time and we're talking openly with them about what are we saving for maybe we're going on holiday this year how much are we putting away actually share some of those mm. little details because they matter because it helps shape your children's ideals around money and how they're feeling about money because there's a whole lot of emotion when it comes to how you use your money. It's not just about numbers. So, um, you know, when you're a child, you sort of shape those early ideas you have formed around seven. So it's really young. Uh, we actually, we ran a, a challenge, a challenge yeah. for the kiddos yeah. um, and <clears throat> ways in which you can 
you know, bring about that conversation, ways in which you can be really practical, um, where we had, we set up four um, mugs. Cups. Yep. And you can actually, you know, get get change, get, get out some money so the kids can handle them. Mm. And it was all about portioning out your money for saving, investing, donating. Uh, and spending and it's and it really because kids want to see something tangible like they investing doesn't quite make sense at this point lily's got um some older kids 13 and 11 yeah and for them they've each got an investing account with sharesies and they understand like lily's oldest kid was the teacher is this okay if i share the story was um sitting in the class and her children are very bright and uh the teacher was like oh i was talking about investing but your son wasn't really like I didn't really feel like he was engaged and um yeah he's here to and oh you know are you following along with this okay thinking he was maybe checking out he said oh yes yes I've got my investments oh have you and what oh you know top 50 in New Zealand top 500 in the US and the teacher he was like honestly I wanted to hand the class over to him and just start learning from him if I could one, I thought it was really neat that his teacher was actually approaching this topic with the kids in class. Yeah. But two, you know, that exposure that my children have already had, where they've gone on to the platform themselves, they've actually read through and picked out their own funds that they're investing in. And it's just sort of part of everyday life for them. Um, and it's just such a good starting point for them. So mm. whatever your journey was yourself as a parent or as a mum, you can you can totally change that. You can change the course of your financial future for your children. Mm. Um, and, yeah. And I think as, as a mum, like if things are re- like, like are and can be really tight, just setting up the infrastructure of going, well, each of my kids have an account. And if, in rel- if a relative gives them some money towards their birthday or Christmas, there's the option of like 50 or 20 percent of that will go towards their investment and but you've got that infrastructure you've got that account set up um and that's an amazing first step in feeling like oh I am doing something I I'm laying some great foundations for my kids my kids are a little bit younger my oldest is nine uh soon to be nine and she was in tears in the car yesterday crying that she wasn't allowed to go to the shop with her friends to get an ice cream. And I was explaining to her that the choices we're making now to not go and like we already did it once this week um, <laughs> to do it again is like, we're, we're going away on a holiday like that. All that little stuff adds up and she can go and do that with her cousins in a couple of weeks when yeah. we're up, um, visiting so, uh, and she understood it. She was like, oh, okay. Like she didn't like the, the news, but it was about choice and it wasn't saying no and, and uh, being tough. But once she realized actually there's choices and. Where's um, the value in not getting it now, but. Yes, it, you know, it will come down for, the track. For what we are planning for. Mm. Yeah. I mean, your kids are going to grow up extremely wealthy. There's no doubt about that. I mean, and that's the thing is like learning at that age and just having all those insightful ways in which they, because they're learning, right? It's about their care. 
like if they can be as eager with all these other themes in life to learn and know more about life and especially in that way oh my goodness i mean that they are so primed for success. I mean, in, in that way, in security, you could say, right? In a financial security sort of aspect and just general life lessons about, you know, is how money can really, really lead to a lot less stress if it's managed properly. I mean, and that is so invaluable. So that's incredible that they're learning all, already that through you both in, in those unique ways. And and mm-hmm. look, we I only have one last question unfortunately because we don't have that much time but we got to find a part two and go into much greater depth at some point in the future <laughs> with, with a, a couple of these topics because they're they're very very important and a lot of people out there a lot of women in our audience really would love to know in more detail and learn from you both because you're both very insightful and very you know excellent to listen to. So I think it's going to be really important if you agree in the future. Oh, so, sounds lovely. Uh, because it'd be so important and we have to find the right other themes to really hone down on and, you know, even ask our audience to submit some questions. I think that'd be really good, you know, to really pick your brain, so to speak in a, in a, in a way. Right. Um, my last question is this, what, what would be your advice? Because I think stress and not having finances, properly in order to go our tandem in a certain way, right? If you're really, really bogged out about one issue, like it can lead to a lot of catastrophic other bad decisions in your life, you know, unfortunately, what would be your advice right now for any woman out there who's just overwhelmed, like totally stressed out? Like they just feel overwhelmed with debt and don't know where the money's going to be coming in to pay the next rent mortgage or any sort of bills come up, you know? for the or April Fool's Day now. So, you know, maybe after April Fool's Day. Be your advice for them, anyone in that situation, that predicament to like really step back and start really taking that first step to get their life in order. Yeah, I think you really have to sit down and <clears throat> and actually get your head in the game of, okay, because we get these really strong feelings of avoidance when you're feeling really stressed about your money at that time. So I think it's so important that you you just sit down and you actually write down, right, how much do I have coming in? How much have I got going out? What sort of debt am I carrying? Um, And you just get that, that whole quick financial snapshot of where you are because then you can actually start making a plan forward. And your plan forward really needs to focus on paying down high interest debt if you if you've mm. got it. So anything above seven percent, getting an emergency fund built up as quickly as you possibly can, any way that you possibly can. You know, um, we run decluttering challenges, <laughs> decluttering challenges, start mm. a side hustle, just find ways that you can build at least to a minimum thousand dollars mm. as quickly as you can because when you're in when you're stuck in the cycle of not having enough money, you get stuck in debt really easily and it really compounds against you and it, it starts to feel a bit like you're drowning. And your very first step forward is going to get an emergency buffer set up so that when those things that keep happening over and over again that were unexpected and you need to pay them, you've actually got something where you don't have to resort to any debt. Um, once you get past that point, uh, just to just to start thinking and moving forward about ways to increase your income and ways that you can opt in to invest in little simple ways, $5 a week. That would be. And I think 
like joining our community um, on Instagram, Facebook, um, finding information. Yeah, yeah, a lot of it is uh, the belief in ourselves and how we how we think and feel about money. And we, Lily and I, cheer each other on, and we're there to cheer other people on and motivate and and support. This is your past choices don't dictate your future. And they are not who you are. Like, so, but unfortunately, sometimes we're still paying for who we, for decisions we made in the past. Yeah, but wherever <laughs> but you are, you can, you can turn you can, it around. You can, yeah, you can. And we've we've got um, we regularly post up, you know, tips, information, um, motivation, and really encourage um, yeah. other other mums, other people out there. That is invaluable. And I'm going to, so for all of our great, great insight, both of you, by the way, I think that's excellent, excellent way to start out and really just hit it head on today and try to do your best to, and just your, put your emotional part around that too, and just go forward and take one step at a time. And mm-hmm. let, we'll do a part two for sure. We'll have a, we'll go into depth a lot more on these issues that, you know, it'd be an honor for me to speak to you both again. And before we finish working, our audience uh, on the podcast platform, on the YouTube, on all the viewing platforms, find out more about you, connect with you, and just follow you and get more in depth and maybe even work with you um, individually. Yeah. yeah. So you can find us really easily on Instagram. Uh, our handle is at Coffee and Tea Finances. We're also on Facebook and we have a Facebook group. So if you actually want to join the discussion and get lots of insight, lots of tips, and ask, questions it's free for everyone to join so you know come Mm. and have a look you can click the link in our bio on instagram and that'll give you a whole lot of um information about how you can join us or some um freebies we've got a free um master your mindset money mindset and free tracking free printables um and we will yeah because lily and i started in august last year and we're working around our kids as well so we're doing this um uh with pockets of time we have we soon we will be starting a youtube channel and podcast um not podcast a blog (laughs) and um we've got some more um workshops in the pipeline as well yeah so we actually we have a step-by-step financial handbook for those people who really are living payday to payday and and you want basically a literal guide you can have a checklist of ways that you can find immediate cash flow and then start moving your money in the right direction uh, and we're also running an investing workshop today as well so and we run those not too often but they're there um, so again just click the link in our bio on insta and you can find all that stuff excellent such valuable information so helpful i encourage all of our audience to go and check it all out and it you know, it's greatly. I mean, it's amazing all you're doing in your planning. It's a super women. This is incredible. It's just so many incredible things you do in your life. But no, I really commend you both. And I'm sure it's going to make it such a positive impact and, and help so many people and so many moms and women out there, especially. So I encourage everyone to check out. We're going to include all the information that generally mentioned in the pin comments in the description and show notes and all the platforms. So you can connect with both of them and, and follow them more deeply in everything that they're doing to really help you out on your own financial journey. So generally we thank you so very much. We look forward to the part two sometime future, go with depth 
on some of these topics in a lot more detail. And I thank you so much for being on DevKeel this episode. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you so much for having us. We really appreciate it. Thank thank you so much. And we thank you all for listening and watching. And we'll see you all in the next episode. Take care, everyone. Thank you. Bye.